0: This is the Go Blue Crew.
1: Hello all, welcome to the Go Blue Crew. Usually I would ask Tyler a question first and foremost right off the bat. He's eating wings, so I'm going to answer my own question after asking. Thanks for calling me out, man. (laughs) Is John Beeline one of the hottest and best coaches in college basketball? The answer to that question is yes. Tyler would have said yes as well. Absolutely. And, And I think that... Michigan winning back-to-back Big Ten tournaments, four games, four days, four wins in a row, two years in a row, is is one of the most impressive feats you'll find around college basketball. Now, obviously, some people will say, well, it's just the Big Ten tournament. Uh, a national championship is what we want to see. And, and to those fans, I will say, I don't think this year's team or last year's team was ever expected to be a national championship contender. However, the difference this year is because John Beeline is one of the hottest coaches in the country, Michigan is easily one of the hottest teams in the country. And I think proving that after beating two very, very good Big Ten teams in Michigan State for the second time this season and finally beating Purdue after losing in the first two matchups on the year. So Tyler, just first and foremost, give me your overall impression of, the, of Michigan's performance in the Big Ten tournament.
0: Oh my gosh, it was magical for the second year in a row. And the biggest thing that I'm trying to toss around in my head is like, was it more magical than last year's? because it felt pretty much the same to me. I mean, uh, there was even you know, down to like the teams they were beating, I guess you know, Purdue, which was uh incredible. So I it, it was one of those things where I didn't expect Michigan to lose once, I was like in the atmosphere, and I was not at Madison Square Garden. I just mean like watching it from my apartment, watching it from like a media workroom. Like it just felt like Michigan was gonna win the whole time. I never had any doubts, and sure enough, they won their second straight. So it was just magical.
1: It was quite a road to get there Uh, for me. You go into a tournament ranked better uh, this year. You're the fifth seed. Uh, You had games against Purdue that you could have won. You did beat Ohio State once, and and Washington beat Michigan State on the road. Those were obviously big wins. We've talked all year long about some of the big wins and some of the the tough losses that they had. And and when they started out against Iowa and that game went into overtime, uh, I think a lot of us were were surprised watching that. Uh, Iowa already had uh, some time on the court the day before, uh, and so you knew that Iowa was going to throw everything it could that's a team that's literally playing to to win the Big Ten tournament just to make uh, the postseason. Uh, only four Big Ten teams right now are, are really locks. And so you knew a lot of teams were going to throw everything they had. at The opponents of Wisconsin uh, took Michigan State down to, to the final minutes. And so that first game I thought, okay, this is Big Ten tournament time. Uh, it's March. These things happen. Uh, and then I had full confidence that Michigan would beat Nebraska. Uh, and then we talked last week in a show that we both thought that mm, Michigan State would probably beat Michigan just because uh, they'd have want revenge from the the earlier in the year. but man once they once they were out in the court, for me, it just looked like and, and against Purdue as well, it just looked like Michigan had all of the confidence and momentum in the world, even when they allowed opponents like Michigan State and Purdue to go on little runs and uh, having having seen that confidence on the floor just gave me confidence as a fan. So I can't remember at what point exactly, but I was pretty solid. Sometime in the second half, Michigan went down into the half three. Uh, and then sometime in the second half, I just knew that Michigan was going to win the game. They outscored the Spartans 49-35 to 35, uh, in the second half. And then against Purdue, it, it didn't take very long at all. It just looked like Michigan was the better team the entire time. They led basically the entire time and just what an impressive outing four games in a row to be able to do that. And I think that I have more confidence in this team heading into the tournament than I did with last year's team. Now last year's team, it did seem magical. They were the eighth seed. They had the uh, the plane that didn't take off and wrecked and they were playing in their practice jerseys. So a really good story. I think probably a better story last year, Uh, but I think a a better team and I would say a better tournament for Michigan. I, I had more fun this year than last year for some reason.
0: The, I Yeah, I can't say that personally, but I don't blame you, certainly. I just think we need to talk a little bit about John Teske and that performance he gave against Purdue, 21 minutes, 14 points. He was really good on defense. I think I was expecting to see him a lot anyway because he does present a better challenge to Isaac Haas than Mo Wagner does. But, you know, 14 points in 21 minutes, minutes—just nobody saw that coming. But once he started to get going, you realized, wow, like Mo Wagner may be out with foul trouble and maybe he is ineffective when he's in the game, which wasn't the case, by the way. But, you know, just uh, looking ahead, like, okay, worst case scenario, Mo Wagner, he doesn't do that much. John Teske was in there, like, doing stuff. Like, he dunked on people twice, including once on Isaac Haas, who, by the way, I will say – is seven foot two and for some reason can't stay on his feet. Isaac Haas spends more time on the floor than he does on his feet, which is something you should never say about somebody who's seven foot two, like 280 pounds or something. I guess it's ridiculous how much time he doesn't spend on his feet. But John Tesky, man, just uh exploding in that in that game against Purdue and really showing that Michigan is is not going to be down and out when Mo Wagner gets in foul trouble gets in foul trouble or you know he's just not having a good game. I just can't believe that so so for me going into
1: it I actually had the thought that you know who we're going to see is we're going to see Austin Davis because it's it's a game where Purdue has two seven-footers, uh, one who can be really ex- uh, effective. And then Arnold comes off the bench, and, and he's all right. He's good offensively. He's, he's pretty average defensively. And I tell you what, when, when John Teske came in, and he didn't just dunk, he hammered the ball down twice. And just that, that spark that he provided, I knew that John Teske would have to do something in this game. I was thinking – Hey, pull down six boards, six points, just really be effective while you're out there. I mean, he was dominant while he was out there. Michigan found a way to play pick and roll with him. He really excelled. And I think that he has a bright future because of what we've seen. He's kind of peaking at the right time as Michigan heads into the NCAA tournament. And I think that even though a lot of us have the feeling that Mo Wagner will go and enter the draft as he could have last year, and maybe John Teske doesn't bring some of the other things that Mo Wagner brings to the court, You have to have confidence looking at John Teske, how he performed, and so I'm really excited to see how they continue to utilize him. I think that John Beeline has to have more confidence than ever in John Teske coming off the bench. I think he'll get some more minutes. This will allow Mo Wagner to be fresh. And like you said, Mo Wagner has times where he is ineffective, and if he can get some time on the bench just to rest, think about it, uh, and get back in like he proved against Michigan State to really turn it on in the second half, I think that John Teske will really bring a lot more than you saw uh, than the Wolverines had maybe in January. And, and that's kind of the next point I want to take is since February, Michigan, uh, since it started, Michigan has been so dominant. They've, they've won nine games in a row and just beating the two teams they beat at the end of the season is, is one, again, one of the most impressive things you can find around the country right now.
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think I saw the latest bracketology. bracketology. I hate that word so much. I hate how much I Google the word bracketology but uh looks like michigan is is gonna be up around a, a four maybe even a three seed which would be incredible i mean i think we were talking about them uh reaching for like a five or maybe a four but if they could get a three seed that'd be great and i i saw an interview with john beeline uh he was talking to uh somebody from btn uh, the name is slipping me but the guy asked like okay are you trying? Are you worried about you know what seed you're going to get in the NCAA tournament? Basically, and John Beeline gave sort of a coach answer when he was like, "No, we're not thinking about that." But then he gave a decent justification by saying, "You know, look, it's really all about matchups. Like, you, I think the last show you talked about that game against Ohio and the and the NCAA tournament when Michigan couldn't get anything going from the three point line, they were shut down, they lost, and they were." Not a heavy favorite, but they were certainly expected to win. So it really does. I mean, it's all about who you get in that first round and who you're about to get in that next round. That's, that's just as big as you know. Oh, we're a we're a three seed. We're a four seed. So I, I think that's um, going to be something to maybe sweat about through this next week with the, with the extra week between the tournament and the and selection Sunday. But gosh, at the end of the day, like it's it's really just about Michigan being one of the hottest teams in the country, beating good teams. They didn't get like an easy path to the Big Ten championship. I mean, it's not like anybody ever does. But it just beating good teams, being really hot, and having the the recent history to show that this is a team that can really pull it together late in the season like that. If you look at Bracket Matrix,
1: uh, a free site that anyone can look at, BracketMatrix.com, on average, Michigan is ranked 12th in terms of the best seeding at 3.62, uh, lowest of the of the three seeds right now. Uh, the highest uh, anyone uh, website has is at 2, and the lowest right now, like you said, we used to talk about maybe it's a reach to get 5. The lowest anyone ranks them is at a 5. And so, but you're absolutely right. The NCAA tournament is all about pairs. You've got a you've got to pair teams to play each other. Obviously, one's a better seed than the other, uh, unless you get around the eight nine where it's really even. Uh, but what matters is who would they play in the second round and maybe in the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight. Last year, uh, the pairs that, that Michigan pulled, uh, you you faced a, a number two Louisville team and then you faced a really good Oregon team that Michigan could have beat. I uh, gave up some huge offensive rebounds uh, to, to lose to to Oregon there in the Sweet 16. But a couple of the ones I've seen, I've seen a matchup with Bucknell and then maybe a rematch with UCLA, a team that I think that I'd have even more confidence seeing um, Michigan play, even though UCLA just beat USC. And so you're right, it's all about the matchups. And, and I think that John Beeline and his intricate offense – are going to be favored in a lot of matchups uh, all the way probably through the Elite Eight, uh, especially if they are going to be at that three-seed line or potentially even better, even if they drop down to a four. Um, they're one of the hottest teams in the country. Just because they're taking a week off doesn't change that. And, and that's where I want to focus last is, uh, are you worried about the extra week? Does that bother you? Does it, does it give you any anxiety as we head into the, the big, important parts of March?
0: Absolutely not. I think um, this is a it'll be a benefit, really, because John Beeline said it was Seth Davis. By the way, I couldn't think of the BTN guy. It was Seth Davis. I shouldn't forget that name. But he also told him Beeline did that this week is going to be focused on getting better individually. We're going to work on developing players, and uh, yeah, for let's think of like Xavier Simpson somebody who had a huge impact late in the season, especially in the Big Ten tournament, shut down really good players in the tournament. He could definitely work on his free throws. As could Charles Matthews. You know, there's stuff that Mo Wagner could work on. There's stuff that Charles Matthews could work on. I mean, every, everybody's got something. And so this extra week, I think Beeline said it is he's going to use it to develop those things individually. I think it's going to be a really big help to them. I agree.
1: I was worried about it at first, and then I started thinking that because it's the NCAA tournament, and because uh, all of the up and down, ups and downs of March Madness, uh, the week off helps. It. Guys that are, are hurting, like like Isaiah Livers, uh, went down with an ankle injury. Other guys just are are beaten and bruised. I'm sure after playing four games in a row, and so you can't you can't kind of you can't get the real game feel, which these players are used to. Uh, and so that's what you're missing. Uh, you can obviously do some inter-squad scrimmages, uh, and you can obviously have some really intense practices. But what I like about it and what I was originally worried about is, hey, they could come out flat. They they haven't been in a real game situation in, in quite a few days, but that could happen regardless. That's, that's a Michigan team. There are Michigan teams that start really, really slow. Uh, they have this year multiple times, not really as of late, which has been great. Uh, and they also go through their scoring droughts. And so in the NCAA tournament, I think they're an experienced team. Uh, I should say experienced coach. Obviously, a lot of the guys are, are new. Um, at one point, I, I couldn't help but notice against the Michigan State in the Michigan State game, Michigan had four new players out on the floor that were not on the roster last year. And Michigan State had four players that a couple of them that returned and probably could have left. And so that was fascinating to me to see that four new players were handling four players that already had a year under their belt, including a Big Ten tournament. Um, That just a side note that I saw there. But I do think that the week off helps because it gives the rest. It gives the extra focus. You don't want to give John Beeline 24 hours, uh, let alone uh, over a week. And so I think that for a guy like John Beeline, who's who's definitely a a teacher of the game and will even call himself still a student of the game, I think guys are going to learn a lot. I think they have enough time to prepare. Now, obviously, you can't prepare for an opponent individually uh, until Sunday comes around. Uh, Then you get to see who you're matched up against. But this week, they can focus on the individual aspects like you pointed out. And then next week, because they already got a week to focus on that, you can solely focus on the opponent. And so it just matters that they have to come out ready to play uh, because whether you had three days off or three weeks off, uh, you cannot get down when it comes uh, time in March because there's mid-majors that are looking to, to have Cinderella stories. Uh, there's other teams that are looking to make huge uh, championship runs. Obviously, Michigan is one of those. and I'm very excited that they have a chance and are actually getting some national hype. I think that's different than last year's. Last year, the hype was because of the good story and Big Ten champs, and they have a chance. This year, there's some people that legitimately think that they're a title contender.
0: And I think one of the things that we totally look over is that Michigan has played thirty-five games at this point. You know, it's not like they've played a couple games and now they're gonna take a week off and we're wondering, are they gonna be able to be the same team? This is thirty-five games into the season. This is how many months into the season? And for many players, how many years into their careers? I mean, we're talking about one week here. I think it just gets blown up because, you know, at the end of that week, uh you're gonna learn who you're playing in the NCAA tournament, possibly as like a three seed, you know, somewhere around there. And then all the speculation begins, you know, who's on upset alert and so on and so forth. I think that's contributing much more than just the fact that, um, you know, we're wondering like how much worse does a team get in one week, which the answer at this point in the season it has to be very negligible. We're talking about 35 games. So I think it's a very, very important to keep that in mind whenever you discuss a week off this late in the season. So
1: Tyler, one last question. If you had to decide right now and make a prediction, how far do you think Michigan can make it after what you've seen four days in a row in the Big Ten tournament? You
0: no. Know, when you're filling out your bracket, if you put Michigan in the Elite eight, I think You'd be pretty safe there. Not that I don't think they can go further, but I I, I think they're they're good enough. That they're gonna they're gonna be safe in the Elite Eight. And when I say safe, I mean you know relative to what the NCAA tournament is. I don't want to get into the whole nobody's safe thing, but you know what I mean. They're a good enough team, definitely, to make it to that point. Especially you know when we see the bracket come out and we can look a little closer at matchups, I think we'll be happy to put Michigan in the elite eight. Anything after that, you're talking about bonus points. And so I, I'm going to say, I expect them to go to the elite eight. That is a safe pick for me though. Again, quote unquote safe in the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to go ahead and say lock for the sweet 16
1: at this point, just because of what I've seen and, and the problems that they're going to cause uh, opponents to, to face. I say Elite Eight is also pretty safe, uh, something that I think a lot of us uh, would obviously not only love to see, but can expect uh, and would, would be happy with. I do think it becomes a stretch at that point because you're going to come down to some really, really good teams any year in the NCAA tournament throughout, but especially in the Elite Eight. Uh, that's where your teams that you had no clue and no no one had in the Elite Eight there uh, and so that it almost becomes an entirely different tournament at that point. It always has. Uh, I feel like anyone can pick uh, half of the elite eight teams right, uh, depending on the year. Uh, and so I, I definitely put Michigan in the elite eight. Uh, after that, it's going to be really hard. But I'm a, I'm a guy who loves to pick the team that I don't think other people will. And it just helps that Michigan actually has a legitimate shot at making the Final Four this year uh, because I get to put him there as a fan, which I'm happy with, and I potentially get to get some bonus points, which equals money because that's all what we play for at the end of time. It only That
0: money is the only thing that matters, most definitely. Absolutely. Pay the players. Pay the players. <laughs> that's, for, that's a totally different episode. I don't know how that popped up in here. I don't know. Any last thoughts, Todd? Um I I set a go blue crew record with 10 wings eaten during this episode. That's impressive. That makes me
1: when we when we join together next week. That makes me want to to try to break that record. Where were the, where were the wings from?
0: Uh shameless plug here. I got them at Walmart, TGI Fridays frozen wings. They're the boneless honey barbecue. During the Michigan Michigan State game, I got the traditional buffalo also the frozen TGI Fridays they were delicious as well. The buffalo, uh, it wasn't too hot because I'm not somebody who likes very hot, spicy wings. Those were pretty good, but can never go wrong with um, just a traditional honey barbecue. Love, love the, uh, the, the ad at the end there. We've gotten away from those and glad
1: that we returned. And then hopefully we'll come up with some in the future. Well, that's all we have. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Follow me at Divine Identity. Follow, follow Tyler at Ty underscore Fenwick and follow everything we post at Wolverine Sounds or like us on Facebook at Wolverine Sounds. Thank you for listening. Go Blue. Go Blue.